Hi there. Welcome to the Calm Podcast, combining academia and life with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Ritchie, and I have been a mentor and a scientist for 15 years, and I wanted to find a platform to reach more of the academic community than I interact with at my own university. My goal is to give you strategies and ideas for how to achieve harmony between work and life. Sit back, relax, and let's achieve harmony together. Hey there, this is Marilyn. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Calm Podcast, Combining Academia and Life with Marilyn. I am excited to be back today for our sixth episode. I'm so excited that this has become a regular routine for me. As I've mentioned before, I have wanted to have a weekly podcast for more than a year, and I'm just so excited that it finally happened. It's It's been so much fun, and I hope you're enjoying listening to my ramblings and thoughts each week. Today, we're going to talk about time. I don't know about you, but I feel like time just feels like a mystery right now. I have been home during the COVID-19 pandemic for eight weeks now, and It's kind of this weird combination of every day feels the same, like it's Groundhog Day, if you're familiar with that movie. Um, But at the same time, I like can't believe that we're at the end of April already. It was just March a minute ago. And so it's as though time is both going so slow and yet flying by at the same time. And then similarly, I can never figure out what day it is. I have to look at my watch or my phone to tell me what day it is. Like, not just once when I first wake up in the morning, but multiple times throughout the day. It's like I forget what day it is. So I thought it might be a good time to bring back uh, the topic of time management, which was something I thought about uh, doing a podcast on a few weeks ago, and it just didn't feel right yet. But I've been thinking a lot about time this week, and so I decided now's the time for us to talk about time. So what I'm going to talk about today is not specific to what we're going through during this pandemic time that we're all working from home. It's really a general discussion about time management, but I would definitely you know, maybe think about this in the context of how you're living your life right now, but then you may need to listen to this again when we get back into a rhythm of of going to work um, outside the home or having, you know, the kids back in school or back when we're in maybe a more normal rhythm of life, unlike kind of what we're going through right now. But I think the the thoughts are relevant while you're going through this, but then you might want to go through the thoughts again or the exercises later when you're back into a a regular rhythm. So the reason that I think it's important to think about time and how you manage your time is that if you pay attention to kind of what you get done in a day and you talk with friends or colleagues or you see it on social media or Twitter or, you know, just in conversations with people talking about how much they get done in a day. I think there are times when 
we feel like there must be people who don't sleep. I actually had a conversation with one of my graduate students about this yesterday. We were talking about another scientist who we just cannot figure out how he gets all of the things done that he does with with such rigor and attention to detail and brilliance. Like he is an amazing scientist and he's parenting and he has leadership roles. We were just saying like, he must not sleep. Like there just aren't enough hours in the day for him to possibly do all these things. Maybe he doesn't sleep or maybe he has a time machine that he can like pause time while he gets things done. It's just, it, it, it's mind blowing. But the reality is we do all have the same amount of time. It's 24 hours in a day. Now, how we spend that time, obviously, is what makes a big difference. But one of the ways that I have come to think about it and and tried to think about it is that if you take those 24 hours in a day and divide them up, we're supposed to sleep for around eight hours a night on average. Yes, I know some of you probably sleep less. Some may sleep more. But on average, it should be about eight hours a night. Then for the people who work under normal kind of regular going to work circumstances, many people work eight hours a day. That's kind of the average full-time schedule for someone who works. Yes, I know in academics, we often work more than eight hours a day, but on average for people, it's about eight hours a day. So if you think through that, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, that leaves eight hours for other things. So even if you sleep a little more or work a little more, there's still this whole other chunk of time. And a couple of years ago, I sat back and thought about this. Like, what do I do with those other eight hours? Eight hours is a lot of time. Or, okay, if you sleep seven, but you work 10, then then yours is seven hours. Still, it's many hours of time. And... I wonder, have you ever paid attention to what you do in those hours? I'm going to come back to that um, in just a minute. I want to take a slight divergence and just mention that uh, in the book, High Performance Habits, which you've heard me mention before, it's by Brendan Burchard. It's like one of my favorite books about um, leadership. He talks about how much time you should be spending on your priorities, your goals, your dreams. It turns out that he says it should be 60% of your time. 60% of your time. Have you, have you ever thought about how much of your time you spend on your things, your high priority science, your high priority projects, uh, the dream that or passion that you're working on? You know, whether you're writing a book or, you know, creating some sort of art, 60% of your time on your goals. So I absolutely do not think I spent 60% of my time on my things. I think it's much less than that, but I decided to try an exercise that he recommended and, um, and it actually helped me not only see how much time I spend on my goals, but it also helped looping back to that what do I do in those other eight hours? So the first tip for today is to consider doing a time diary for a few days. So the way that this works is that you, 
either on paper or you could even do it on your phone, um, create 30 minute increment blocks. And for three days, five days, a week, it's up to you how long you want to do the diary. It depends how, how in depth you want to get into this exercise. Just write down, what did you do in those 30 minutes? And I don't mean like every single item. I mean, in that 30 minute window, you know, I, I worked on email and I made a phone call or I was on Facebook or I made dinner or I went for a walk, whatever it is, just short little notes in 30 minute increments throughout the day. Keep track of how long you sleep. And then when you're done with it, you can look at it and really get an assessment of how did you spend your time? So on average, how much do you sleep? How much do you work? And what are you doing in those other eight hours? I did this exercise um, about two years ago, and I was fascinated with how much time I was wasting on just silly things like social media or watching nonsense on TV. And what I noticed that's most important is that I was doing that in pockets of time that could have been really productive. And so when I did this exercise, I kind of looked at the log and figured out, you know, when was I making good use of my time and when was I making poor use of my time? And the key thing that I got from that was noticing, like, for example, a lot of times I will start my work day and have one to two hours at the start of the day before I have any phone calls or meetings. That is like for me, the prime time to get something done because I'm also most focused and sharp in the morning. What I noticed during that period is that almost all of the days that I logged, one of the first things I did was get on Facebook and Instagram and like scroll through for a little bit just to see what's going on in the world. And I realized that that was really terrible use of a two hour block of time Some days I might scroll through for five minutes, but other days I would get sucked in for like 35, 45 minutes, which was time that I could have been working on my, my work or my book that I'm writing. And so it was kind of a a note to myself, don't waste time in big pockets of time where I could be productive. So now I try to only get on social media when I have 10 minutes in between meetings you know, you can't really get, you know, a big chunk of dedicated work done in 10 minutes. So that's a great time to just kind of scroll through on social media and see what's going on in the world. The other thing that I assessed after I did this is kind of looking at what percent of the time do I spend on the things that are most important to me, my goals, my projects. And it was more like 40%. Um, I definitely tended to take care of collaborations, kind of other requests of me, email, things like that more of the time than focusing on my own things. And so that is something that I continue to work on. Um, I, I've mentioned before that I am a, a recovering people pleaser and, and still a people pleaser. And so Um, I don't want people to be waiting on me and I don't want to be late on things, even though sometimes I can't help it and I am, but 
prioritizing my own things sometimes just feels hard when I know that other people are waiting on things. And so um, I'm working on making sure to prioritize my projects, you know, for at least 60% of my, my day and my week. So this exercise may sound a little silly. When I first read it, I was like, I'm not doing that. That sounds so dumb. And then it came up again later in the book. He kind of circled back to it. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll try it. It turned out to be really useful in understanding how I was spending my time. And the other thing I noticed was there's this pocket of time in the evening. So between dinner and when my family kind of does an evening activity, a lot of times we will, you know, watch a movie or a TV show or play a game or do something together as a family. But in between dinner and that, we have this little like 30 minute to an hour window where we all kind of go off and do our own things. And that was another window that I was kind of wasting time that I realized I could either do something productive around the house or even if everybody is just on their phones sitting on the couch, like I could just sit on my phone and scroll through social media, you know, see what everybody's been tweeting about. But I also could grab a book and read then. Or that would be a great little time window to get a paper that I'm editing or reviewing and work on it. You know, 30 to 45 minutes is a good chunk to read something. And so I've been really trying to use that time for something productive, either productive in terms of kind of relaxation and doing some reading or of like a book that I'm enjoying or using that time for work. So even if this sounds a little odd to you, I I really encourage you to try it out. Even if it's just three days, I think just the the act of paying attention to time in 30 minute intervals is it's really life changing in terms of how you think about your time. The one other tip with this I'll mention, you may need to set an alarm on your phone to remind you to do this. Uh, It's a little hard to pay attention to 30 minute increments because they come by fast. And so I just set an alarm on my phone uh, to go off every 30 minutes while I was awake that day. And it just, you know, I had a little note on it that just said, log your time every 30 minutes. Um, I did it for about five days. It was a really, really useful exercise. All right, the second tip that I have around time management is to think about planning your day a little bit. This is after you've done that other exercise, but, and I don't mean every hour of the day. I think it's very hard to stick with a a very structured and scheduled day. And it's really not that enjoyable, at least not to me, but just spending a little time thinking about, you know, we all have these kind of time markers through the day. So there's a certain time that we wake up and, you know, it's great if you can get yourself in the habit of waking up around the same time every day, then there's kind of a pause at some point in the day, kind of midday for lunch. Then there's another pause later in the day for dinner. And then there's bedtime, which again, you know, if you can make it around the same time every night, that's great. So you kind of have these intervals, like between when you get up and you eat lunch, between lunch and dinner, and between dinner and bedtime. You know, thinking about 
what times do you generally do those things and how much time do you have in between those markers? And then what's actually reasonable or feasible to get done in those intervals? So a key thing is to set yourself up for success. Don't plan to do something in an interval of time that you can't possibly get done in that amount of time. Uh, This is something my daughter and I uh, worked on over the weekend. She really wanted to clean out her closet, which is awesome. You know, we're home. It's a great time to clean out closets. I know a lot of colleagues and friends keep saying like, oh, I organized the linen closet. Oh, I organized this closet in the kitchen. I organized this closet. So we did that this weekend. But at one point she wanted to start and I kind of looked at the time and I was like, there's no way we could get this done in between now and bedtime. It was like after dinner and I was like, this is going to be hours of work. I'm like, let's just do it tomorrow so that we have the time. And so we did, and it did. It took us hours and hours. I think we did some of it before, like in the afternoon, in between lunch and dinner, and then we finished the rest after dinner before she went to bed and had her room back cleaned up so she could go to bed. It, But if we had started it the night before, it would have been really frustrating because she doesn't like to go to bed with a messy room. She's just really likes her room neat and organized, which, uh, which I love. So we had to wait and do that activity in the right time interval. So I think it's helpful to just think about, you know, what what are the big chunks of time that you have throughout the day? The other thing is, when are you most productive and energized? You know, we hear people talk all the time like, oh, I'm a morning person. I'm a night owl. You know, I get my like burst of energy at 7 p.m. or I'm really energized at 6.30 a.m. Everybody's different. And so it, it doesn't really matter when your productive, energized time is. It's just really useful to know that about yourself. So for me, I'm a morning person. I have a lot of energy in the morning. And late afternoon is the bottom of the barrel for me. Like four, five o'clock I am scraping to get by, which is why a lot of days, three, four o'clock, I get a cup of coffee, which I know isn't great, but it's like what I need to do to get me through that, that lull of the day. I'm definitely noticing that I, if I can get myself up out of my office chair and walking around three, four o'clock, that actually helps a lot to get me through that tired part of the day. Because it's not that I'm really tired and need a nap. I think it's just that my brain and my body are wearing down and need a change of scenery and like a jolt of energy. And so a lot of days I do that with coffee because I still have meetings until five or six o'clock. But if I can instead go for a walk. um, And so I've been very grateful to the people in my lab. I've done a lot of walking conference calls with them for our one-on-one meetings. And hopefully I'm not making them dizzy as I'm, you know, on video walking uh, in, we have a little path behind my house um, in the woods, but it's been so helpful to me to go for a walk during that time of the day that I know that my energy hits a low and exercise really helps bring my energy levels back up. So just think about, you know, when is your productive time of the day? And then Put the things that you need a lot of energy for into that time spot. If you are not a morning person and you know that it takes you a couple of hours to really get your brain up and going, it just, you start slow, like that's actually a 
not a great time to plan to write a paper or write a grant or do something that requires a lot of focused, high attention to detail. Save that for that point in the day when you do have a lot of energy. I think that this can be very helpful. Not, as I said before, this isn't, you know, plan out every hour. It's just looking at the day as kind of big intervals of time and paying attention to which of those intervals is going to be the part of the day that you are the most focused, the most energized, and make that the window that you spend on the that 60% of your time that you're supposed to spend on your goals, like your high priority items, do that in that interval of the day when you are most productive. Okay, for tip number three, this uh, extends very much from the last one that we just talked about, about looking at those windows of time. My tip is try to prevent time warps in those windows of time when you can be most productive. As I mentioned, you know, I noticed that I was having time warps happening in these two hour blocks of time that I had free social media, watching shows or movies on you know TV or Netflix, um, watching the news like those to me are my time warps that I can suddenly have lost 45 minutes and look back at the clock and it's like I have no idea what just happened. It's like I my brain just gets so engrossed in watching the news or in scrolling through something on social media and I totally lost all of that time. So if you do have those big blocks of time, don't waste it on those time warps. Be very mindful about whatever the activities are where your mind does this. I know some people who don't really get sucked in to social media, and that's great, but news might be their thing. Um, I was talking to a friend recently, and they said, man, if they turn the news on, it can suddenly be two hours later, and they have no idea what just happened. So recognize about yourself, what are the things that are your time warps? And just pay attention to when you're allowing yourself to do that thing. And is it in a window of time that you should be doing something else and you're going to have a lot of regret? I mean, I don't think we ever kind of look back over a day and say, wow, I regret that I got all that work done today. Like that just doesn't happen. But we will sometimes at the end of the day have regret about how much time we wasted on silly things. I'm not saying we shouldn't do the silly things. We need brain breaks. Our brain cannot stay focused on science or our children or any one thing all day. You need a change of scenery. You need to give your brain a break and do something different. So I'm not suggesting that we don't do those things. It's just that we try to save those things for when we don't have a huge block of time, and especially if it's in our peak performance time, that do those things when you have small gaps of time. Um, I mentioned earlier, like you have 10 minutes between meetings. Another one, when, when I'm cooking dinner, if I have something, you know, I did the prep, now something's in the oven, I have 25 minutes. Like, well, I don't want to leave the kitchen and get too far away because I need to keep an eye on this. But I also, you know, 
don't want to lose 25 minutes. So what can I do in this time? Sometimes that's when I'll clean up something in the kitchen or um, clean up something in the living room because my kitchen and living room area are like one big um, open space. Or sometimes that's when I will just sit at the kitchen counter with a book. I'm like, you know what? I can keep an eye on the oven from here and I can just kind of have my brain break time in this 25 minutes and delve into a book. And the timer on the oven is what will get me out of it so that I don't end up in a time warp for longer than I intended. So just pay attention to what activities are your time warps. I think we all have them. Video games, computer games, social media, the news, a book, um, whatever your things are that when you get really into it, you totally lose track of time. And then just be mindful about when you allow yourself to indulge in those things and don't do it at a time that later you're going to regret and and wish you hadn't done it because that was a time that you could have been productive for something else that you wanted to get done that day. All right, tip number four. This is be intentional with your time. So if you've heard of people saying to pick your word for the year, kind of you know around the New Year's time when everybody's doing New Year's resolutions, a lot of professional development folks will say to pick your word of the year. So my word for 2020 was intentional, which is in some ways pretty funny right now because I am having to be really intentional about how I spend my time during the day. Um, because uh, as I said, it feels like everything is a time warp right now. But um, this one is to be intentional with your time. Um, time is perhaps the most precious thing that we have. It It is worth all the money in the world. Um, it It's it's the essence of, of what we are able to do and achieve and become is how we spend our time. And so thinking through how are we spending our time? Are we doing things that lead us to feel confident and joyful and pleased with how we're spending it? Or do we find ourselves feeling really disappointed and discouraged and um sad or or mad about how we're spending our time. One question I would ask is, do you ever regret the time choices that you make? Spend a few minutes and think about it. Um, There are definitely days that I will feel regret for having how or for how I had spent that time. So I would encourage you to just think about time a little bit. It's not something perhaps that is always front and center in your mind, other than the phrase, I don't have time, I don't have enough time. There aren't enough hours in the day. We all say that from time to time. But I have noticed that if I am more intentional and think about the hours of the day, I do feel better about the choices that I'm making. And I am finding time to do things that bring me joy and happiness. And whether that's reading a good book, playing a game with my kids, taking a bubble bath, getting some exercise, watching a show with my husband. There are lots of things that I really enjoy and I find that I don't feel guilty about them when I have been intentional with the other parts of my day and gotten the things done that I had hoped to get done that day. So tip number four, be intentional with your time. You won't regret it. 
All right, we are on to the last tip. And you've heard me say this before in an earlier podcast, if you listened. Um, The last one related to time management is to make lists, short, focused lists of things that you want to get done. I make lists around work. They are typically three to five items that I need to get done each day. I do it first thing in the morning when I'm starting my work day. And those are the things that I try to hit first thing while I'm fresh and focused and before I get distracted by other things. Um, I also make a list for home. Like what are the three things I have to get done today? I need to deposit a check in the bank. I need to pay these three bills. I need to empty the dishwasher. Whatever the things are, just three to five things that you can use to help kind of drive your management of your time that day. The one other thing that I would mention um, related to this is that you can do longer term lists if you are a list person and you like to. I find that sometimes they can be motivating to like see on paper or electronically, depending how you like to make your lists, like what all I need to get done this month or in this quarter. Sometimes I find that daunting and it actually causes me kind of dread and anxiety about just how much there is to do. And so it just kind of depends on the mood that I'm in, whether I do that activity or not um, in any given point in time. But certainly the short focus lists, um, I often will in my um, kind of list for the day, especially related to the home list, put time for one of my hobbies in there. So a lot of times my list for the day at home includes exercise. Just I want to make sure that I fit that into my day. I don't want to forget. And so when I do have those blocks of time, like, oh, okay, right now I have an hour and a half before my next meeting, I look at the list. What did I need to get done today? Instead of looking at my email and letting my email decide how I'm going to spend that hour and a half, I check my list. Did I get everything done on that list? Or could I get one of those things done during this hour and a half window? So I find these short focused lists to be extremely helpful in managing my time. And that brings us to the end of our time together today. I hope that these five tips for time management are helpful to you. Uh, These are the things that I do pretty regularly to help manage my time. And I do have a lot of people asking me, how do you get done with all the things? Well, these tips are how. I make short lists. I'm very intentional about how I spend my time pay attention to the time warps and the things that I know put me into a time warp. And I plan out my day. I try to know when I'm going to exercise. When am I going to make sure that I'm doing meal prep? When am I going to work on the grant that is due later this week? And I kind of fit those big things into the blocks of time that I know that I have. So I'm going to wrap up. I hope that these tips are helpful to you. I hope that you are feeling good about how you're spending this time working from home and uh, pay attention to your time. Be intentional if you can. All right. With that, I'm going to wrap up. Have a good week. You've just listened to another episode of the Calm Podcast. I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about are helpful to you in your journey through academia and life. 
As they say, it's not all about the destination, it's about the journey. Let's make it a great one. Until next time.